And we're back! Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. I'm Miguel. And we're here to bring to you another AEW Dark Elevation Breakdown. That's right, Elevation. We're still covering it. Um, what episode is this? Episode 6. Yeah, so as always with you know our in-ring uh, coverage of AEW... That goes Dark, Dark Elevation, and Dynamite. We like to start off with the breakdown. That's our gimmick where we sum up what happened in every match of the night. And Elevation and OG Dark always have so many. So let's get to it. Welcome to the AEW Dark Elevation breakdown of episode 6. Tony Schiavone and Paul White are on commentary. First match to begin the night is Adam Page versus Spencer Slade. The hangman comes in, new boot goofing, and wins with a pop-up powerbomb. I'm just goofing. New boot goofing. Ref Rick Knox shares a post-match cold one with the Cowboy. Second match is Britt Baker versus Tesha Price. An air raid crash into the lockjaw gives DMD the win. For match number three, we see Midas Black and Jay Lion versus Jurassic Express. Stereo Fireman carries slams by the Dino Duo finish the match. Fourth match is Andre Montoya and Barry Morales versus the Hybrid 2. The submission technician gets another tap out under his belt with his Navarro death roll. Fifth match is Mike Magnum and Stone Rockwell versus Team Taz. After some tension from Cage and Starks over the past weeks, they continue to make amends and Absolute wins it with his Rochambeau. For match number six, we have Abaddon versus Sky Blue. The living dead girl continues to kill the competition and tonight is no different with her cemetery drive. Seventh match is Prince Kai versus Orange Cassidy. This match is over before you can blink as Freshly Squeezed comes out the gate with a beach break to beat Prince. Eighth match is Private Party versus Alex Reynolds and Colt Cabana. This war between the Hardy family office and Dark Order continues as HFO win this battle with a roll up from Isaiah on Boom Boom. Wonderful! For match number nine. Number nine. Number nine. We got Shauna Reed versus Thunder Rosa. Easy win for La Mera Mera here as she takes it with the Fire Thunder Driver. Tenth match is Kit Sackett and Hayden Backlund versus Best Friends. The BFF's tandem offense is on point as a pile driver by Chuck is then rolled through to Trent for his own pile driver on Backlund to take it. Eleventh match is Layla Hirsch and Ryo Mitsunami versus Nyla Rose and Maddie Rankowski. The native beast takes a surprising loss here as her partner Miss Reality taps to Legit's cross armbreaker. Twelfth match is Austin Gunn versus Aaron Solo. The son of a gun gets his quick draw off and a W for the Nightmare family in this family civil war with the factory. 13th match is Dean Alexander and Carly Bravo versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Speaking of the Nightmare factory, these two Nightmare kids job out to the stars by tapping out to Sky's heel hook. 
And now for the 14th match and main event of the evening, we have Danny Limelight, Matt and Mike Seidel versus Kenny Omega, MT Nakazawa, and Konosuke Takeshita. This battle between the High Flyers and DDT's finest stems from a house show the AEW had where Kenny's crew lost to the Seidel brothers and Death Triangle in a 10-man tag. Omega is mad to be on elevation in the first place. Seems like he's above the show but is a huge get to have the champ on AEW's newest show. Naka still can't concentrate on the match because him and Kenny are speaking on headsets mid-match. Kenny and Michael were a team back in the day so they definitely definitely have tandem offense in their back pocket. They give Limelight a wishbone and a double arm pound to follow. Danny comes back with a top spot candidate and a twisting tope conilo. You have to admire Naka's innovative offense with a double purple nurple to Mike. The same can be said about the yoga monster as he gets a matrix dodge and enziguri and standing moonsault to MT. The brothers hit a double meteora that fittingly looks slightly inspired from the golden lovers. The DDT crew hit the radioactive poppy with an atomic drop, Manhattan drop, and a Kutaru Crusher for a trio's combo. This heavy action main event ends with Takeshita landing a German with a bridge to Danny for the one, two, three. Alright, the DDT boys, right? Kenny Omega, MT Nakazawa, and Kanosuke Takeshita are your winners, as we said, over Danny Limelight, Mike Seidel, and Matt Seidel. Um, this is, I believe, Takeshita's uh, second match in AEW. Um, you know, just more further signs of the forbidden door of professional wrestling being wide open, having a representative from DDT. If I'm not mistaken, maybe Takeshita is not under any contract, but I think he's still there. And uh, really cool for Kenny to bring him over, right? Uh, him, yeah. Kenny and Nakazawa, you know, used to ta- used to tag team in DDT. So to have a guy uh, from there come over here, uh, he look he he's doing uh, good already in the you know dark elevation um, limelight, I guess you can say, and uh, he's the one that gets the pinfall. What are your thoughts on this match? Well, I mean, didn't he? I mean, what? I'm not sure. Like, what was the point of him try, like going over? Um, over Danny Limelight, Mike Sedell, Matt Seidel. Like, yeah, just in general, yeah. You know, that's a good point. Um, I think, like I said, uh, just uh, further proof that the Forbidden Door professional wrestling. What we mean by that every time we talk about it is uh, Forbidden Door means uh, you know when you're doing a professional wrestling. If you talk about you know WWE, which we mentioned as the Fed. Um, you know, there there is no cross promotion. It, it's well, yeah. This it's, is a great match. I just I was just wondering what the point of him. Right, right. Is he gonna stay here or not? Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think so. That's the thing. Not technically, no. I think so. The thing is that yeah, when we mentioned that it's wrestling and it's about um, you know, like more and more uh, different promotions don't work well with each other, right? There's exceptions like uh, ROH and New Japan and stuff like that, but. Um, 
AEW has done an awesome job at like opening the door, which means um, like you know having other wrestling promotions. I mean, AAA has done it, right? Um, NWA has done it. They've worked with AEW, and now there is an obvious, um, you know, a new partnership with Impact Wrestling, right? The former TNA, and now the newest partnership right is uh new japan and i guess ddt is kind of technically like maybe over like becoming the newest like wrestling promotion to just uh continue continuingly um working with aew and maybe the that's a great question so maybe the point of having Takeshita go over and come here is uh, you know, to, to, to play ball with uh, DDT, show them that we treat, you know, you bring over one of your guys and we'll treat them right. They're going to, you know, there's a chance that we give them a win, right? On uh, uh, like okay. a dark elevation. Yeah. Uh, that, that's uh, that's me speculating. But that's a great question. I'm really glad you, you asked that. Um, but yeah, um, Kenny and Nakazawa, man, they have, I, I love their team. So if you just add someone else to that, I think it's pretty great. Yeah, I was actually. I'm glad Kenny tagged along with Nakazawa and um, Takeshita because initially I thought it was gonna be just be Takeshita and Nakazawa. Me too, because Kenny like kind of mentioned that yeah. like uh, the elevation prior, right? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm really, actually really glad Takeshita won because I was afraid that if he didn't, like if like they lost, like I don't know, Kenny would have like beat him up or something. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. He was so excited that he thought he was going to uh, team with Kenny, but then uh, he found out he was going to team with only Nakazawa, and he was very upset by that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Hesitant, to say the least. And uh, the reason why that this match happened is because uh, Ken- there was a recent house show, right? Uh, you know, because this Elevation episode uh, 6 took place uh, the April 19th, 2021. And uh, recently to that, there was a house show, right? AEW's basically their first house show where it was, uh, <laughs> I believe, Nakazawa, Takeshita, the Young Bucks, and Kenny versus the Seidel Brothers and Death Triangle, in which Death Triangle and the Seidel Brothers won. And uh, so I think Kenny inserted himself in this match to get a little bit of revenge on the Seidel Brothers. Okay, it makes sense. Uh I mean, oh yeah, because then Matt like tra- like caused beef with them a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, I I want to go over the promos. Uh, usually we do this. I mean, we always do this because we always go uh, into the results of the matches, but we don't really talk about the promos within the breakdowns, right? The gimmick. But now. Uh, we will. Uh, promo number one is backstage with Paul White and the acclaimed. I love these. I love these interviews that Paul White has, um, right? Formerly uh, Big Show. What was their uh, journey is what he asked. And um, MC says it's been great, uh, the journey. And it's been uh, five months. Uh, Bowens has had his struggles. He's been doing this for eight years. And he represents the LGBT community as an openly gay professional wrestler. He had a lot of uh, 
years living in fear of whether he could do it or not. AEW is great for the opportunity. What is in store for them uh, is what Paul White asks. And Bowen says a list of all of his accomplishments, like uh, commercials, magazines, and YouTube subscribers that Bowen's has. And then uh, he says that uh, Max Caster is the best rapper. Bowen's wrestling with a torn meniscus since November. Uh, he will be back, and they come. They came to AEW as singles wrestlers, and um, now they're very successful as a tag team. Such a short amount of time, and they said that it's too easy for the acclaimed. So pretty cool. They're very cocky, right? <laughs> um, really cool to see in, uh, you know, I think especially at Bowen's right, like opening up about. Uh, all that and the struggles is pretty cool. Uh, promo number two. And this is the final promo. Usually Elevation has a lot more. But promo number two. Backstage with Dasha and Austin Gunn. Austin says where he comes from, family means everything. He was raised to believe that. QT made him believe that. He betrayed them. This feud is far from over. Billy Gunn interrupts. Uh, because, uh, yeah, he calms Austin Gunn down and sends him off. QT interrupts that. You know, talking to Billy says he has no problem with Gun Club. He says uh, not. Billy Gunn says not another word from QT. Uh, QT says he should have thought of that before they were uh, attacked, right? And QT punches him. <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are our promos. And um, now, Miguel, Mister Miguel, would you please be so kind as to Give us, uh, you know, uh, highlight a couple of matches that you uh, thought stood out in this episode of AEW Dark Elevation. Yeah, uh, it was the actually the second match of the night. It was between Dr. Britt Baker and Tesha Price. Uh, okay. what, what I liked about that match is that from the get-go, because, you know, Tesha Price knows that Britt Baker is like, you know, she's about to be champion any day soon. So she's about to be top lady of AEW. She kind of is just without a title. So agreed. Um, <clears throat> Tasha knew this going in, so she, but she brings the fight to Britt right away. And then actually whoops her ass for a little while. But Britt Baker, of course, like you know her being the doctor, she, <laughs> she like kind of cheap shots her by like a you know poking her in the eye, and then um, drags her her face across the turnbuckle. Uh, more like more so against the ropes. Like it, it started off the turnbuckle, then uh, end up on the ropes, and then actually. Uh, in order to uh, keep her down, she tells Reba to um, get involved. She's like, Reba, do, she, <laughs> she she yells out, Reba. And then she kind of like just points at uh, Tesha. And then, you know, she, um, the ref bet, you know, like, you know, pulls Britt off. Like, you know, because, you know, when they have uh, an opponent pinned in the corner, like, you know, the ref like pulls him off to like, you know, like tell him like to give him space or whatever. Mm -hmm. And while he's doing that, of course, he's distracted the refs. And then that's when Reba... Not rebel hits her, <laughs> smacks her in the face, smash, smacks Tasha Price in the face with her uh, cane, her crutch, and then Britt wins with the lockjaw. Nice uh, lockjaw, um, great finisher, and yeah, Britt Baker, of course, was gonna win. We all knew this. Tasha Price knew this, uh, but yeah, Tasha Price is definitely uh, someone that is always getting uh, a bunch of us. Uh, Time and dark, and she can uh, show off her personality a little bit. And I think more so in like her intensity and her anger. <laughs> yeah. And then the next match I want to talk about is actually the match between Orange Cassidy and Prince Kai. And Prince Kai, of course, acting all cocky, even though he's like, 
he's still really fresh face in AEW, and I think he's like 0 2 right now. He's at the all cocky against Orange Cassidy, probably because he underestimates the King of Sloth style. <laughs> and, uh, and immediately, once the match starts, Orange Cassidy just um, gives him a beach break and wins that way. Immediately, it was uh, literally a, basically a one second into the match, beach break, done. Yeah, so that, and um, then my next match I was going to tell was uh, Private Party versus. Uh, Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds, and Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. <laughs> uh, so what I like about this match is that uh, it looked like, even though it looked like Colt, uh, Dark Order is going to win the match, um, of course, Dark Order get uh, get kicked out of ringside after uh, pushing Isaiah, who initially, who in the first place, he smacked one of the Dark Order members in the outside. So they're just defending themselves. And then, of course, that's when they got booted from ringside. And that distracts uh, Colcaman and Alex Reynolds. And then Mark Quinn. <clears throat> no, sorry. Isaiah Cassidy. Then, of course, does like a, a, a snap suplex to uh, Colt. <clears throat> the Colt. And then that uh, Mark Quinn does a 450 splash to Colt. And then Private Party. Then uh, it was weird because after that, pro- what I really, this is what I really liked about it. The way Private Party won. They won with a weird, like, crucifix pin. I don't know if you know what I was meaning. Because I don't know what to call it other than a weird crucifix pin. Yep. It was, yeah, it was, it was a roll-up. Okay. Yeah, it was like a crucifix, yeah. Okay, right. Uh, so, yeah, they end up winning the match. Of course, cheap uh, tactics, as usual, by the uh, Hardy family office members. And, uh, yeah, so just one more that Matt Hardy gets over on the Dark Order after... I think it's been over a month now since he claimed, proclaimed that he was going to make their lives hell. I love uh, the Hardy family office uh, mainly, and you know it's like basically like ninety percent because of Matt Hardy. You know, uh, big money Matt. I'm a huge <coughs> Matt Mark. Um, you know, definitely um, one of my favorites of all time. So uh, I think uh, you take the same people and like you make a different uh, person the leader of, you know of the hfo and i would not like the team <laughs> but just because he's the leader i'm always so happy for him and i've really grown um like i liked private party since the beginning but like i really do i i wasn't so sure how they were going to end up as heels like how good their work is and i really like what their work as heels um they they've uh, pleasantly surprised me i think um uh they will probably will I think I thought that they were definitely better suited as faces, and I really liking their their heel run. Um, you know what's really surprising about this match? It's weird to see Cole Cabana lose. He was the one that was pinned. Yeah, and we're just so used to Cole Cabana doesn't have any matches outside of uh, Dark and Elevation when he's teaming up with uh, you know another uh, Dark member. Dark Order member, whether it be uh, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, uh, Alan Five Angels, or Ten. So uh, usually it's him and someone else, or or uh, two of them, and facing off against enhancement talent. So just to see um, uh, Colt putting over someone else, and he was just like shocked that he lost. Like I was kind <laughs> of shocked that he yeah. lost a little bit. Right? I was like, man, it's so weird to see Colt Cabana lose. It's like it's almost as if I thought he was. Um, beatable <laughs> but uh you know it's just i guess that just proves like you know the circumstances right but i'm sure his record is isn't is pretty good <laughs> right for the year is probably great <laughs> more than 500 
So, um, yeah. Uh, were those all the matches that you wanted to go over? Yes. Okay. So, let's go into our uh, top spots, our work, and our match of the night. Uh, do you want me to start, I guess? Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Um, my spot of the night goes to Jack Evans. This is a Jack Evans pod, if there ever was one. And my top spot goes to him for doing a corkscrew moonsault off the apron onto Barry Morales. That was sick. Yeah, it was. I. <laughs> that was, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't see it too often. I feel like. Uh, uh, hell no I don't I mean a corkscrew moonsault at all uh, the last person I can tell you that does it I mean I guess technically maybe Nick Jackson it's not really a moonsault though it's like a it's an escalera it's kind of like a corkscrew senton that he does um, but yeah when I think of corkscrew moonsault the only person I really think of is uh, you know someone that has ties with Jack Evans and that's um, my guy Johnny Mundo Right, his starship pain is basically a split-legged uh, corkscrew moonsault. Yes, man, I love those guys. What are, what were they called? The Underground Worldwide or something like that? Something, yeah, something silly and dopey like that. Who was it? It was a uh, oh, and PJ Black. Uh, yes, I think? yes, South African guy. Where's PJ Black at? And is he boys with uh, Angelico because they're both from uh, South Africa? It's funny. At first, I got them confused with each other. <laughs> PJ and and uh, and Helico. the Dare Wolf and the Submission Technician. Yes, but they look completely different. And their names, I think, I got mixed up. And Angelico has awesome dance moves. That's true. He does. All right. Sorry. Did you uh, mention your spot yet? My spot was when Orange Cassidy did his beach break to prince kai okay maybe because because of the swiftness and just how fast he did it to him and to win the match damn it am i gonna have to retract my spot okay Uh, i won't retract my spot right but i want to give a shout out to the main event because this is a honorable mention um i loved this uh this uh triple team that uh, the DDT boys did right. We had a Manhattan drop by uh, Takashita to Danny Limelight, followed by an atomic drop from Nakazawa to uh, Danny Limelight, and then you finished that off with a Kataro Crusher from Ke- uh, Kenny to Danny. Sick. That's some DDT stuff right there. It's as if they were a, a team forever. I love that. That's just a free flow. All right. Uh, so let me. So that was my honorable mention for spot of the night. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's hard not to give it to that. But, you know, to show love to Jack Evans, right? Our guy, TH2's own. My work of the night is Nick Camarado picking up the steps and puts them on stage as a throne for QT Marshall. Ooh, that was pretty cool. I love that. They constantly, I don't know why, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly why and how, but um, the announced team refers to QT Marshall as the Tony Soprano of AEW. 
Tony the only Sanfredo. way I can put that is because I guess because he's kind of like a crime boss now, maybe. <laughs> uh, and he wears like those like bowling shirts, right? That Tony used to wear. Or um, if you're a two and a half men fit, uh, Charlie Sheen. Fan, yeah, Charlie Sheen would always wear it in that show. So um, yeah, because he started wearing those. And I, I love it. Like I'm playing a lot. You know, if you, you know, you guys listen to our breakdowns on Elevation and Dark, I, I mentioned that a lot, right? I mm-hmm. mentioned uh, I refer to QT as the Tony Soprano of AEW. Cue the Sopranos theme. So yeah, uh, do you want to give us your work of the night? Yeah. So my work of the night was actually the segment with uh, where Paul White was interviewing. Um, they claimed and they're basically their origins and their experiences in the in the business in the wrestling business and how yeah I just love when Bones talks about his experiences and how his fear of status was preventing him from achieving any greatness and then of course um, Bones also updates on his injury he's he's much improved now he's gonna be back like within like a week or two um, and of course class and the caster declares after Bowen said it himself the caster declares he is a world-class wrestler and rapper, which I agreed to, to both. The acclaim, much better rapper than the number one uh, mascot boy for the Fed a decade ago. <laughs> Although I really did like his rap gimmick. Yeah, no, no I was a huge fan at the time, and and I look at that that rap stuff, right, Doctor of Thugonomics, very fondly. And if he comes out day. with a rap album, I'll I'll definitely get it. Sick. Um. Yeah. So, match of the night. I want you to go first. Well, it was originally my the main event, but in order to give more <clears throat> props to other matches, I really got to give it to um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Dean Alexander Carly Bravo. Really? Wow. Yeah, because yeah, no, because Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, we all know, knew they were gonna win, but <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> if this was gonna be how one side, if it was gonna be one sided, if it was gonna, gonna be gonna uh, be a complete job out from Alexander and Bravo, but Dean Alexander, Carly Bravo, I think at one point actually um, Dean had uh, Scorpio beat, but. Uh, uh, Ethan Page was was distracting the ref like by like getting a chair. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, a chair like you know, me like uh, he wants to get, it. and then of course D- Dean's like, hey, like you know, look for the ref, and then Carly Bravo, uh, you know, goes and lunges after um, uh, all ego, but ego look he anticipated it, and then he reversed, and then he throws him out instead, and then damn you, all ego. <laughs> And then, he, and then of course he um then that's when he uh kid gets uh Dean off of um Scorpio and then Scorpio wins of the Helock submission. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I want to give uh two honorable mentions. Number one is Austin Gunn versus Aaron Solo. I think these two guys are potentially the future of AEW if they you know continue um, progressing. Uh, I dude, I I really have a I really want to uh, show some love to Austin Gunn. Uh, definitely when I first saw him and just when uh, I uh, saw like his work with uh, Billy Gunn, you know, his dad, right? The one and only, Mr. Ass. He, um, Ass Jr. No, I, that sounds that sounds like I'm insulting him. Never mind, I take that back. Uh, but uh, Gunn, right, is 
you know, I didn't think much of him. You know, I'm like, oh, just uh, another wrestler's son. You know, um, what's what's the deal here? Is he any good? And maybe I saw a few matches from him uh, on Dark, you know, prior, right, like last year. And you know, not necessarily um, seeing anything that uh, stood out to me, but I think he's definitely standing out to me now. And uh, Aaron Solo is definitely in a way better place than he was before, as uh, Nightmare Fa- as being part of the Nightmare Family or Factory or both. But now being part of the Factory with QT, he's definitely um, uh, growing on his own. And uh, I think this was a really uh, cool match to have. You know, like two guys that are like definitely up and coming. Right, definitely on the lower side of AEW in a good way, right? Yeah, I get and, and um, yeah, I'm really happy for them, and I love I love their both their finishers. Austin Gunn's a quick draw, and Aaron Solo's kind of rocking some like a uh, kind of form of pedigree nowadays, yeah. which is really interesting. Uh, so that's an honorable mention. Another honorable mention is Private Party versus Alex Reynolds and Cole Cabana. You honestly didn't know who was going to win this match. I mean, uh, I kind of didn't. I, I, I had an idea. I, it really could have gone either way. And like I said, it was really surprising that Cole Cab- for to see Cole Cabana lose because he always mm-hmm. wins. And um, yes, Cole Cabana. Boom, boom. And then 14th match. The, but my... Match of the night has to be the main event. Uh, how I, you know, how can I not pick Kenny Omega um, and um, you know forget Takeshita, right? Uh, I don't even know the guy, but he's doing great, right? So even if he wasn't even a part of this match, Kenny Omega and Nakazawa teaming up, I, you know, I love that. Give me the hentai slide, give me the bullet train, give me all that um, uh, comedy stuff, right? Danny Limelight, the radioactive poppy, just. Um, you know, is definitely a standout on Elevation and Dark. He's one of the top talents there. He he doesn't take many losses uh, unless it's guys from the you know the dynamite guys coming down to yeah. Elevation to fight him. Then yes, he he always puts them over. But other than that, he's going over a lot. And the Seidel brothers, dude. How can I not like you know show my appreciation for the Seidel brothers? Uh, Matt has been around for forever and uh, part of uh, a really great tag team in Skycrank, right? Um, and Mike, I've just, uh, I've really gotten to know in AEW, never saw him anywhere else except for one spot. <laughs> and, um, uh, that guy, that guy's impressed me, man, Mike. So just to have all of those guys in yoga one match, guy. the yoga monster, uh, is, uh, you know, just to have all that talent in one match. Um, really puts like a smile to my face. So thank you all guys for uh, putting on a heck of a show uh, and, you know, (laughs) just showing that um, you can have some uh, pretty fun and cool matches outside of Dynamite, right? Yeah. So uh, that does it for us. Tune in to Elevation, uh, AEW Dark Elevation, you know, to give that full name. Uh, Tune in on Mondays, every Monday, live on YouTube at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock? Uh, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock Eastern Eastern time, and uh, obviously it's YouTube, so you can watch it anytime after that. Uh, that's the awesome part of YouTube. And yeah, and yeah, we love uh, all elite wrestling, the Ellis Island of wrestling, of pro wrestling. So, um, take care. Too sweet. Take it easy. Lucha. Lucha.